Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Acts. Today is episode 302. Look at Acts chapter 21, verses 15 through 25. Let's read our passage. After this, we got ready and went up to Jerusalem. Some of the disciples from Caesarea also went with us and brought us to Nason of Cyprus, an early disciple with whom we were to stay. When we reached Jerusalem, the brothers and sisters welcomed us warmly. The following day, Paul went in with us to James, and all the elders were present. After greeting them, he reported in detail what God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. When they heard it, they glorified God and said, You see, brother, how many thousands of Jews there are who have believed, and they are all zealous for the law. But they have been informed about you, that you are teaching all the Jews who are among the Gentiles to abandon Moses, telling them not to circumcise their children or to live according to our customs. So what is to be done? They will certainly hear that you've come. Therefore, do what we tell you. We have four men who have made a vow. Take these men, purify yourself along with them, and pay for them to get their heads shaved. Then everyone will know that what they were told about you amounts to nothing, but that you yourself are also careful about observing the law. With regard to the Gentiles who have believed, we have written a letter containing our decision that they should keep themselves from food sacrificed to idols, from blood, from what is strangled, and from sexual immorality. Well, this is the end of Paul's third missionary journey. It began back in chapter 18, where Paul visited Jerusalem, then set off on the third journey. Now, He's been moving back toward Jerusalem. He wanted to be there in time for the day of Pentecost. And now here he is in Jerusalem. So verse 15, they've been in Caesarea. They've been staying with Philip the evangelist. The prophet Agabus came and said that uh, Paul would be imprisoned and turned by the Jews and turned over to the Gentiles. Verse 15, after this, we got ready and went up to Jerusalem. So they go up to Jerusalem, meaning uphill. Jerusalem is a high elevation. Verse 16, some of the disciples from Caesarea also went with us and brought us to Nason of Cyprus, an early disciple with whom we were to stay. So Paul and Luke and this delegation, remember they have a lot of people from a lot of the churches where they have taken up this collection, have come along with them, this entire delegation, And so now some of the brothers from Caesarea are also going with them. So it's quite the the group going to Jerusalem. And they go to this man's house who was named as an early disciple, meaning probably from way back in the beginning, uh, right after the death of Jesus. So maybe 20 years ago. Says he's from Cyprus. So he is one of the Hellenistic Jewish believers who is still there in Jerusalem. Verse 17, when we reached Jerusalem, the brothers and sisters welcomed us warmly. So it says, the brothers and sisters. That just sounds like the people of the church welcomed them warmly. Then verse 18, the following day, Paul went in with us to James, and all the elders were present. Notice none of the apostles are there now. Apostles are all gone, it seems, or they're out, you know, about doing evangelism. But James, the brother of Jesus, is now the leader of the church in Jerusalem. 
and this group of elders also lead with him. So uh, Paul and the entourage meet with James and the elders. Now James is known as James the Just, and that's a title that's not just amongst the brothers and sisters of the church. That's his what he's known as uh, around Jerusalem by all the Jewish people. So apparently, James is well-respected uh, among the Jewish people in Jerusalem. That's why he's called James the Just. So James is there, and all the other elders are there. Verse 19, After greeting them, he reported in detail what God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. That's a big report, because there's been a lot going on uh, of Paul's ministry. So Paul was there back in chapter 15 when they had the Jerusalem council and reported what had gone on. So there's been a lot going on since then. And the delegation is here with them. So it's not just Paul saying, did this, did that. You have all these people from these churches all across Asia and in Europe who along with him saying, yeah, yeah, that, that's what happened. We were there. We saw it all. So verse 20, when they heard it, they glorified God and said, you see, brother, how many thousands of Jews there are who have believed and they are all zealous for the law. So they glorified God. I mean, they celebrate what God has done, but now we're getting into a problem. You're back in Jerusalem now and the Christians in Jerusalem are all Jews. And so he says here, how many thousands of Jews who have believed. So thousands of Jewish people in Jerusalem have come to faith in Christ. But notice the words, they are all zealous for the law, meaning they are still Jewish to the core. Now the um, historian Josephus tells us, now this is probably around AD 57, uh, Josephus historian says that there was a time of intense Jewish nationalism and political unrest at this particular time. So it's probably a lot of these, they were Jews, they become Christians, but they have certainly not given up on their Jewishness. In fact, there's an intense level of Jewish nationalism going for going on. So they are zealous for the law, not just obedient to the law, not just observing the law, but zealous for the law. Now the problem, verse 21. But they have been informed about you, that you're teaching all the Jews who are among the Gentiles to abandon Moses, telling them not to circumcise their children or to live according to our customs. So the word has gotten back to Jerusalem and it's circulating among the Jewish Christians there that Paul's this troublemaker running around teaching all the Jews everywhere to stop being Jewish. And, and that's not what he's been doing. He's been arguing that you're not saved by the Jewish customs. And he's been saying that Gentiles do not have to become Jews to be saved, to have faith in Christ. So he has not been teaching that, but that's the word that's gotten back. And remember, everywhere he goes, there's always this trouble the Jews are causing, spreading lies about him and trying to accuse him of things before the, the government even, that he's doing things that are illegal. So the word back in Jerusalem is, Paul is teaching the Jews to abandon their Jewishness. Verse 22, so what is to be done? 
they will certainly hear that you've come. So the problem is these guys, the the elders and James, they're trying to reach the Jews for Christ here in Jerusalem. And now Paul is here. They're going to hear you're here. And there's going to be trouble. There's going to be trouble amongst the Jewish people in Jerusalem that we're trying to reach with the gospel. There's also going to be division within the church itself because so many of these thousands of Jews who've become Christians, they're still Jew, Jews to the core, and they're not going to like this either. So what are we going to do about it? They have an idea. Verse 23, therefore, do what we tell you. We have four men who've made a vow. Take these men, purify yourself along with them, and pay for them to get their heads shaved. Well, there's four guys who've taken a Nazarite vow. That's an Old Testament vow where you make a, a promise to God to do something or take a period of time and be very serious about your faith. And during this time, you drink no drink, you abstain from anything that's going to uh, cause any kind of ritual impurity. You don't shave, you don't cut your hair at all, and you don't touch dead bodies or anything that's going to make you unclean. And then at the end of the vow, you go to the temple and you make an offering. And the offering is to be a, a male and female lamb, a ram, a cereal offering, and a drink offering. And then you shave your head and burn the hair in the fire of the offering. It's called a hair offering. So that's what they're going to do. So their idea is, Paul, go do this with them. Paul hasn't taken a Nazarite vow, but Paul needs to purify himself because he's been in a Gentile land. So that's like a seven-day process. But Paul go and pay for these sacrifices, to pay for the male and female lamb and the ram and the cereal and the drink offering. And that's considered an act of piety to step in and participate in this uh, vow process to to pay for them as a an act of piety. And they said, then everyone will know that what they were told about you amounts to nothing, but that you yourself are also careful about observing the law. So it sounds like a reasonable idea. The problem here is there's these lies that have been spread about Paul. And the lies are that he's basically abandoned his Jewish faith and is teaching Jews everywhere to abandon their Jewish faith. That's not true. And so here's an idea. Here's something very Jewish going on. Go participate in this with them. Everyone will see that you're being very careful to follow the Jewish laws, to follow the Jewish customs. And they'll see that the lies have been spread about you are just that. They're lies. Verse 25, with regard to the Gentiles who have believed, we've written a letter containing our decision that they should keep themselves from food sacrificed to idols, from blood, from what is strangled, and from sexual immorality. That goes back to chapter 15 of the Jerusalem Council. The big question, do Gentiles have to become Jews in order to become Christians? And the answer was no. But uh, these four things will allow you to peacefully coexist with the Jewish believers. And so they they add this, not that, of course, Paul knows this. He carried the letter back to the uh, the people of Antioch. But they're adding this, that you know, we're not 
backing off on this idea that Gentiles don't have to be Jews, but our concern is we're here trying to carry on a mission to the Jewish people, and your being here is going to cause trouble for us. And there's all these lies that have been spread about you, and we'd like to put these lies to rest. We can't just go out and say, hey, they're all lies. But if everybody sees you actually participating in the Jewish customs, they'll see, no, no, you haven't abandoned the Jewish faith. You're still a devout Jew. And so that's the idea. What could go wrong? Well, (laughs) we'll see next time. So thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the book of Acts.